good, all that is sacred, and in the warm and loving energy of this community, Spiritual Life Center. If you're joining us for the first time, we especially want to welcome you because we know that you are not here by accident. You're here by divine appointment. Thank you for joining us on your unique path today, and we hope you enjoy this special message from this past Sunday's service. Spirit flow through me. You know, I was way uh, last week because I was at uh, kind of my spiritual mentor, spiritual father's celebration of life service. And I was remembering the very first time that I actually went to a spiritual community after not being in one for most of my adult life. I probably was in a state of surrender. Didn't really want to go, but my friend was bugging me and I said, I'll go this one time if you don't bother me anymore about this stuff. <laughs> And of course, I was in that state of surrender, and spirit flowed through me that day, and it created a whole new trajectory in my life. And I remember recently, or a few years ago, I was at a workshop, and the workshop was about uh, folks and organizations who have a message that they want to share with the world. And they were sharing with us that were there, you know, how to use the, the technology today to get whatever your message is out to the world. And I remember I was staying at a, a local hotel, and, uh, and I got up that morning after being there for a day, and I, I went to go look for a shirt that I wanted to wear that, that day. And I looked and looked and looked, and, and my shirt was gone. And I, I liked that shirt. I loved that shirt. <laughs> it was a T-shirt, but I, you know, it was, it was, I had a sentimental attachment to it. So I looked for it. I looked on the other spare bed that was next to where I was sleeping and where I know I left it the day before. I searched throughout the room and looked in the closet and I looked in the bathroom and went again through my suitcase for the 10th time. And I even looked under the bed thinking, well, maybe it got under there and the shirt was nowhere to be found. And I started thinking and I asked myself, why would the cleaning person throw my shirt away? Because I was convinced that that person had cleaned the room and just threw my shirt away. And, 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 you know, and I was, to say the least, I was disturbed. And once I finally accepted that the shirt was gone, it was never to come back again, I decided to look maybe one last time in the dresser drawers. And I knew it wasn't there because I never used those things whenever I, I'd go on the road. And because uh, I keep everything in the suitcase. So then I opened up the drawer and bam, there it was. <laughs> I forgot I put it there the day before. And as I think about that, as I think about that particular experience, I'm reminded how often, and maybe speaking for myself, I can't speak for you, but I think many of us sometimes think thoughts that have nothing to do with what is real. And it reminds me how important it is to stop, how important it is to, to ask, maybe throughout the day, 
what and whose thoughts am I thinking? Where did they come from? Is it really true? Or am I just making this stuff up because I've been to the school of MSU making stuff up? <laughs> we do that. You know, we've probably all heard the statement, you are what you think. But my mentors told me, well, that's not accurate. And he told me that you are thinking what you think. And he told me that, you know, you're not your mind, that you have a mind. And that part of you that has a mind can control the thoughts that pass through the mind. Now, that's easy to say. But thought control is not easy. But it can be done. And when it's done, thought control is a creative process, an endeavor that can lead to new possibilities rather than just being a reaction. You know, when I went out of town, I have someone that comes that, that cleans up, you know, because when I don't, you know, the house, housekeeper, a cleaning person. And I forgot that I was going to be gone. I didn't let her know. And she sent somebody by and she called me up and she was upset, you know, and, and it was giving me the third degree. And, and uh, I almost got caught up in the undertow myself with my own reaction. Uh, but eventually I didn't. I, I gave her a solution to what would work for everybody. And, and, and she kind of, you know, tamped down and so forth because I did come up with a responsive, creative solution to it, so everybody was happy. But it's just a reminder that we can think what we want to think. But often to do that, we have to stop letting maybe other people or even circumstances do the thinking for us. We don't no longer want to let the past experience determine our present thinking or what our parents may have told us, what our grandparents would have told us, an aunt and uncle who told me, you know, this is the way it should be. Oh, definitely don't go and check out social media to influence what you're thinking is going to be. You'll be all messed up. <laughs> or maybe that family member that gets on your last nerve and you're letting them dictate how you're going to feel and how you're going to think. So whether we know it or not, whether we accept it or not, as Paul was talking, talking about in that meditation, we always have a choice. You know, sometimes we may have witnessed a person who will say, well, you know, you know when so-and-so comes into my presence, oh, I get so disturbed, I get so upset, I don't think I can even stand them in my presence for too long. But the truth of the matter is, the reason that we're disturbed, as one of my teachers told me, is that James, you're disturbable. <laughs> the reason that you're upset is that you're upsettable. But we can choose whether we react and let people or conditions determine how we think, or we can choose to think the kind of thoughts we really want to see manifest in our life. And I believe to make such a choice, you have to ask over and over again, what am I thinking? I mean, for real, what am I thinking? I remember one of my first 10-day silent retreat. And this is early in my path. And heck, I don't think I've been silent more than an hour. And I went on this silent retreat. And, uh, and the first couple of days I was on that retreat, because you do everything in silence. You know, you go to the, the programs and you're in silence. You, you eat in silence. They give you chores. You clean up in silence. And, and they give you a break maybe every once in a while when you talk to one of the uh, counselors there. 
But the first couple of days, it's pretty much all silence. And, and I was realizing how many negative thoughts were going through my mind, disturbing thoughts. I was thinking about, well, what so-and-so said to me in the seventh grade and what I should have said to them back during that time, you know? Uh, and I'm thinking, that, man, I should have given them a piece of my mind. And I realize now, if you give someone a piece of your mind too often, eventually you have no mind left. And I'm thinking, all oh, these thoughts that's coming through my mind, are some of these negative things happening in the world going to start happening to me? Oh, I've been learning about the power of my thinking and how it can be creative. But the past, past few weeks, I've been rehashing in my mind all the crazy things that are happening in the world, all the disastrous events that are happening to folks. Does that mean some things are going to happen to my life? Oh, my God, what's going to happen? And as I look back on that experience, I'm somewhat stunned what I was thinking. I'm glad that no one could read my mind because I've just shared a very small portion of the things I was thinking. Some things are just not suitable for a public arena. <laughs> but we need to be aware of what we're thinking about. And of course, after the first couple of days, you know, your mind begins to calm down. And I was able to see, you know, my thoughts for what they were. I have thoughts, but I am not the thoughts. We get to choose where we focus our attention and where we direct our thinking. I think one of the secrets of, of thought control is at least once a day practice some sort of meditation or centering practice because this helps us disengage our mind so that we become established at the center of our being and become the masters of our life. Then once we've carefully established the center of our spiritual gravity, then we're ready to deal creatively with anything that happens around us or seemingly happens to us. You know, sometimes you know, we're talking about all, you know, we, you know, I say talk about all things we may have read or heard about in the news and, and all that may come from maybe you're on a job or there's a temperament of a colleague or a friend that we think are causing us to react in a way that goes against every spiritual principle that we know. In our heart is true. But we remember that we do always have a choice. You know, the surface mind, the logical mind, the, the rough around the edges part of us will say, of course you're upset. Of course you're bitter. I mean, look at all the stuff. And you may not say stuff, but look at all the stuff that you have to deal with. But when we do that, we're giving our power away. It's our mind. And we never want to forget that. I believe when we are established at the center of our being, we've got that centeredness. We can control what goes on in our mind. You know, before coming back from uh, California, I, went, I was part of a, a group of people that was kind of a mastermind group. But anyway, I was on the plane, and I was re-watching a movie uh, that I had watched before called uh, Just Mercy. And it had come out, I think it came out about three years ago or so. It was about a, a young lawyer. He was uh, helping people who were unjustly and unfairly convicted, and, and, and they were all put on death row. This is the people that he helped. It was an excellent movie. Uh, it's my flick, pick flick of the week uh, of all previously released movies. I, anyway, there's a scene. And the client of one of these lawyers is, is one, and also one of the main characters who was also unjustly convicted, and he was also being put on death row. 
But he was seeking to comfort another incarcerated prisoner that was in the cell right next to him. And that other prisoner uh, was a former soldier. He had fought, I believe, in the Vietnam War, and he was a bomb specialist, and he was suffering from PTSD and all kinds of mental illnesses that were never diagnosed. And while he was in that state, he didn't know what he was doing, and somehow he, he placed a bomb that caused the death of an innocent person that he didn't want to do. He wasn't trying to do that. But all of the, the diagnoses that he had, it was never presented in court as, as what they call mitigating circumstances that may have avoided him being put to death or put on death row, I should say. And anyway, in this particular scene, he was set to be executed the very next day. And all the so-called demons within his mind began to surface, and he was ridden with guilt. He was ridden with anxiety. He was having a psychological breakdown because he was anticipating what was to come. And so the other character, uh, played by Jamie Foxx, who had befriended him, tried to comfort him, tried to calm his mind, bring him back to center, so this thinking process of somehow stop attacking him. And so right now, if we can, can we play that scene? Are you all right over there? <laughs> now listen here, you're going to have to get your mind off tomorrow. Brian is working on that as we speak. Now you know how these courts is. They, 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 they wait to the last minute, but you're going to get that stay. Why, why, why did I make that bomb? Don't go there, man. Why did I do that? I wasn't trying to hurt nobody. Everybody know. Why am I so stupid? <laughs> you ain't stupid. That war got you sick and you still sick. Girl, what's all the cup I it up? She wasn't was supposed to come out. This what we gonna do. We gonna slow your mind down. Remember what we practice now? What we do? Deep breaths. Yeah. Come on, do that with me now. Yeah. Deep yeah. breaths. Yeah. Yeah. In and out. That way. Now close your eyes. Get away from all this. No more walls. No more guards. No more walls to fight. Just you out and open. Fresh air on your face. Look at them pine trees. They've been growing since before we was born. And they gonna keep growing even after we gone. They still dancing in the breeze. Can you see him? Yeah. Good. Now I want you 
Don't you think about nothing else. Just keep your mind on that. Everything gonna be all right. See, he, he, you know, the point is that he guided him through a visualization to help redirect his thoughts, to get his mind centered. And in the end, he simply says to him, everything's going to be all right. It's interesting, I saw that movie before. I didn't really notice that scene, but it's amazing what you see when you get ready to have to prepare a talk. But I think it was a master example of thought control. He reminded us that when we are established at the center of our being, we can control what goes on in our mind. So we can see what's going on maybe in the world, all the stuff that's happening. We can hear all the woe is me conversations that are happening around us. And at that same time, we can decide what the content of our thoughts will be and the control that we can have over our life. Of course, the controlled mind is not a mind that never has a negative thought. I think that's an impossibility. I think I've also shared sometimes I wake up in the morning and say, today, I'm not going to have one single negative thought. And then I say to myself, oh, I could could never do that. I've already thought negative before I even walk out the door. (laughs) So it doesn't mean you don't have negative thoughts. Even Jesus had negative thoughts. You know, in his wilderness experience, when he was encountered Satan, and Satan is not a guy, but it's that unspiritualized ego within us. But anyway, this demon within him tried three times to lure him to use his powers for selfish means. But he realized there was no demon or entity outside of himself. It was the influence of his own human consciousness. But he quickly disidentified from the so-called evil force when he said, get thee behind me, Satan. He was saying, get behind me crazy thoughts. That's what it meant. And so get behind me. Also, my interpretation is that rather than be against me, get behind me, push me forward, help me go up. You know, someone once said that, you know, you and I may be able, may not be able to stop the birds from flying over our heads, but we can stop them from nesting in our hair. If you, if you have hair. So you may not always be able to keep negative thoughts out of your mind. But you and I can determine that only we can determine where they go and whether or not they have control over us. You know, as I close out today, as I'm thinking about this talk, as I was thinking about this talk, this thought popped into my mind. Something that we all know about, a cliche, is that you can change your life by altering your thoughts. But this principle is not just limited to our individual lives. So it came to me that we are not here any of us here, to simply casually observe the unfoldment of history. You and I are here to consciously participate in its revelation. So thinking, once again, we have to ask, how do we do this? Well, it starts with the understanding that every aspect of our life, every aspect of our organizations, every aspect of our world are created by strategic thoughts and conversations. 
all those strategic thoughts and conversations that are going on are helping reframe and rework our world. In other words, everything around us is transformed by the cutting ideas and thoughts that we're in conversation about on a daily basis. This revelation that our world is reformed and transformed by the ideas means that the strategic thoughts and conversations that we are engaged in are remaking our world, remaking our life, and we can become history makers in our own life and in the planet in which we live. So we want to have the thought control that we have the thoughts of Jesus, that we have the thoughts of Buddha, we have the thoughts of Sri Aurobindo or Martin Luther King, Nelson Mandela or the Dalai Lama or any avatar, any individual who's living from that God-inspired idea. We want those highly inspired thoughts that come from the realm of God that deals with love that deals with compassion, that deals with giving, that deals with healing, that deals with spiritual transformation. We want to be empowered by the whole spirit of the living God, also known as the Holy Spirit. We want to think from that realm and be inspired by that. There's a statement that says, fear not, little flock. It is God's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. But the question is this, will we be gracious enough to accept it? Will we be gracious enough to think the thoughts of God if we do all, not some, but all our needs will be met? And we may call them miracles. We may call it the grace of God. It's simply God being God as us. So we take that breath. If you don't mind, just simply repeat after me. I am divinely supported. I feel it in my bones. All is well now. I feel it in my bones. Everything is working together for my good. I feel it in my bones. I'm in league with the harmony prosperity of life. It's okay to be wealthy. It's okay to be healthy. It's okay to be happy. As a matter of truth, truth, it's a mandate from God. God. Let us think on these things. Peace and blessings to you. We are grateful for the opportunity to share with you today and hope you've taken something from this Sunday's message. If you'd like to hear more from Spiritual Life Center, be sure to click subscribe on the podcast platform you're listening from. You can find out more about our community on our website at www.slcworld.org. We look forward to being a part of your continued spiritual journey. Wherever you are, God is, and all is well. Spiritual Life.